listening to the Concierge Coaches Show with Bruce Cameron, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to 2021 and a new episode of the Concierge Coaches Show here on L.A. Talk Radio. I'm Bruce Cameron, along with Neil Williams, and uh, Neil is going to be with us now, and uh, so glad to have uh, Neil as, as, as co-host and uh, bring him onto the, uh, onto the show. So uh, looking forward to having a great new year with everybody. We are going to have um, a lot of guests during the next year that are active in coaching and recovery coaching life coaching. Uh, we'll also, of course, uh, from time to time, talk about um, federal prison coaching or consulting uh, from time to time as well. So we are looking forward to having a great uh, new year with everybody. Um, obviously, the technology has taken uh, a new uh, upgrade here. We have our nice uh, streaming feature uh, here with subtitles and everything. And so we're going to get some new artwork and some new things updated. So I'm so excited about the new year and, and Neil, just excited to have you on the, have you on the show with me, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited about it too. Be, uh, be a lot of fun. So. Yeah. So I guess, you know, tell us a little bit about what got you here to the, to the program. And uh, I know that you've been on the show numerous times before and have, have talked about it, but let's, uh, Go ahead and show with our viewers and listeners kind of a little bit about your journey and what what you got got you to this point. Sure. I think it it really all started when I like we the first time you had me on the show, I talked about my story and uh the earlier years when I had a lot of trouble, got into a lot of trouble, um had some really, really negative experiences during um, the years of substance and alcohol abuse. And so after that, when I got into recovery and I got a sponsor and I, I worked the steps and I really got the things with, in my own personal life, kind of got a handle on those things and really got on the right track and found out a direction for my life. That's when I started getting involved with helping other people started looking for volunteering, uh, volunteer opportunities and stuff like that. Then I was just doing this volunteer work, sponsoring guys and really working with guys. And then it, um, in my professional life, I was also, you know, moving up the chain of command. And so I was taking on um, the responsibility of supervising. And so while I'm also sponsoring these guys then outside of recovery, I'm in a leadership role and I have all these people coming to me during the day at work asking me for advice. And then I started having these like, I guess uh, Sherrod would call them mentees. So I have these folks that I'm kind of mentoring outside of recovery. Then I have my guys that I'm sponsoring in. The, and to get to the point, these things for a couple of years, I then realized that I wanted to expand on helping people. And that's when I started to pursue the coaching path and uh, I guess reconnecting with you. And then we started working on some things and it was just like, 
it just started to fall into place. And here we are sitting on this show talking about it now. Yeah, so. I'll, I'll say that I, I've never seen things come together so fast, you know, in terms of going from contemplating becoming a coach and then uh, getting the CPC credential uh, and then um, with your own elevated lifestyle Academy, you know, getting that, that going Mm -hmm. the website and then um, starting to get active in, in the space here in the, in the DFW area, looks like you might be doing some more national things here, some East coast work and that. That's awesome, man. And, um, LA Talk Radio because of my uh, many years, um, not many years, but uh, what, 14, seven, good seven years uh, doing West Coast work as well as uh, other work. So anyway, it came together real fast. And and, and so part of this that that I really like is uh, you can, you can, or I can refer to you as an example of certain things. One thing being, the ability to execute on your goals. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I'll, I'll, I'll say about you. Um, that's good. No, anyway, no, just, no <laughs> I just sneak that in. Is that, man, you really, you look at it and then you, you, you made a move, you bust a move, you executed, you know, you thought about the coaching thing, you did it. And, you know, so it's it's really good where you're practicing what you're preaching by going ahead and taking these chances and and, and getting these certifications and then going to these meetings and then uh, taking on a, a joint project that, that you and I have that uh, looks like it's going to grow by leaps and bounds as well. So so anyway, man, I, I, I love I love that aspect of you um, just because. Like you said, you, you made this transition from using to criminal justice format to uh, the working world to management, and now you know, using all those skills and experiences and experience, strength, and hope, and all that good stuff to, to where you are now. And uh, so, anyway, it's uh, it's it's really good to see how things have turned out for you. And, well, and I appreciate you know, that. Yeah, you're gonna have I a lot, lot to offer people. Well, I think one of what rubbed me the wrong way early on when I started, because I wanted to learn about coaches because I, I seen coaches in the fitness space, health and fitness. And then I saw coaches in the, um, in a business atmosphere, there was these financial coaches, all these different coaches. And the thing that I started to notice is, um, some of them weren't doing what you said. They weren't practicing what they were preaching where they didn't have any actual experience in the models that they were teaching to people. And it was, I, I don't, I'm not ever going to point anybody out or, or point fingers or anything like that. But it, what it did for me is it was confusing. It was very confusing for me how you could do that. And I thought about how I wanted to help people. And in my mind, it did not make sense for me to be helping anyone if I didn't know how to apply it to my own life. And I know that there are some amazing coaches that coach really well, having never actually played. And so I won't say that that's not possible because it certainly is. Some of the best football coaches we've ever seen were not very good at playing. But for me and the way my brain works, 
I needed to go out and apply these things. And now it makes it much easier for me to show somebody because I can say, Hey, look, here's a direct example from my life. And here's where I struggled, blah, blah, blah. But I think that may have been uh, the main motivation to get busy is because I was really excited to help people. And I, I had to take care of some business in my own life before I was going to do that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think the other, the other step that I noticed, you know, you, you know, you started seeing people and coaching people and sponsoring people had leadership experience. But once you started doing your own Instagram videos, I think that was, that was kind of a breakthrough. Um, Cause I know, you know, first just kind of going out there and having a supportive message. I know there's a lot of influencers and a lot of people that have, you know, videos of themselves talking every day. Right. And, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Uh, but, but yours really had a, had a really good, good quality about them. And, um, and it was a real good po- positive quality. Um, you're just not some talking head influencer trying to gas people up. And, you know what I mean? It was really kind of a a, a heart heartfelt, poignant message. And so then we worked on getting those messages down to what three minutes. You know, get get the yeah get the time down. And because yeah. we live in this ADHD world, you know, mm-hmm. um, of uh, inattention. So yeah, then then I thought, wow, you know, that that was a real you know palatable thing, and I think that people would want to see that. You know, I thought people would want to see that and listen to that because it just has that kind of you know that interesting blend. You know, um, you know, I think I just I just you know I knew you from years and years ago, and I think that you were you had an anger issue um, <laughs> had. I had an anger. Probably yeah. still do. I mean, I can, yeah, but I, I, I probably shouldn't go on record saying that. I, I, I like that. You know, I, yeah, I, I think that that brings, you know, having to manage that anger or emotional. You had, I think, a video today. You talked about some emotional things that you were born. Right. Um, and, and having that run around in the background, I think gives an, uh, an element of freshness to what you're saying versus an old hack like me <laughs> no, no, but, you know, coming up on 60 and kind of, you know what I mean? I can look back and go, yeah, I, I remember that. You know what I mean? Like, I remember. Sure. Uh, well, you know, I think a lot of people have that, that because I'm, I won't say I have an anger problem because I don't have an anger problem now uh, today in my life. I have, I, I certainly am not running low on passion or energy. And so those two things are plentiful in my life. And so I, I have to be careful with how they come out in words and actions because I I can make some wrong moves and maybe not filter some things and I'll be in trouble pretty quick. But yeah, that is coincidentally, I didn't make that video today because that was, that was part of the process for me with uh, my emotions was understanding that I'm not wrong for feeling a certain way. I am wrong for acting a certain way. Yeah, well, you know, I, I like have to. It's, it's not it. a sin. Yeah. It's like, it's not a sin to be tempted. 
Mm-hmm. You, you, you can experience temptation, but what you do with that, right, is is that. So like like you said, it brings, if we have a certain emotionality, um, a certain kind of an emotional arousal, it's what, what we do with that that really matters, you know, uh, how we think about right. it, how we respond to it. And, and that is the essence of coaching, right? I mean, that, that's, that's one of the essences of coaching is assisting clients on how to respond to life's challenges. But, but not only that, how, how to respond to their own mental challenges, right? Mm-hmm. I know that my mind is a dangerous neighborhood and I shouldn't go there by myself sometimes. Um, and I think we all have that. You know, we, we all have that. And so, and even in the 12 step programs, we have sponsors and other people Mm -hmm. that help us on that journey. Well, you know, a lot of people aren't in a 12 step program where they're, they're not in mentoring or, or, and so that's where coaching comes in, recovery, coaching, sober coaching, um, you know, sober companionship, but all this kind of comes in, life coaching, executive coaching, peak performance, you know, call it what you will. That's where all this kind of comes in <clears throat> to fill that void. Sorry about that. I'm just messing around with stuff here. Um, so I think that, um, you know, you know, that's what we're, that's what we're about, you know, bringing on guests, talking about certain things, certain aspects of recovery. Uh, we did a show, <clears throat> you and I and Sherrod did a show just recently on the power of transporting clients into rehab and then how that transitioned into a coaching relationship. So that that's what I like, man, is that uh, these hidden nuggets, you know? Yeah. Well, hidden, and, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut mm-hmm. you off. I, I think this last year, 2020, I don't think people, uh, I need to hold back on what I was going to say. I don't think a lot of people realized how helpful coaching can be until you look at a year like last year, any measure of time really, where these events have, everybody had them. All of us experienced the events of last year. We were all in it together. We all had to go through that together. Now, if you look at how differently people responded and who was successful, who was not, who had a harder time than these folks over here or vice versa, you start to see some trends. You start to see some commonalities in the folks who were able to still find success despite what was going on. And I think you start to understand that um, there are some things that we can learn from each other and that's what coaches are for. It's not to say you don't know how to live your life. It's just to say that sometimes we all need a little bit of guidance and we start to learn how to navigate through life's events differently in a way that we're able to find success more than others. It's not to say that, and I'm not saying that anybody knows how to live life better than anybody else, but there are certainly some habits that are universal um, that we should all be sharing with each other. And last year kind of sucked. I, you know, there was some stuff that happened that 
it was really difficult, man. Our economy just got thrashed and, you know, the health system. And when we saw people, um, it was just, it was chaos. But I know a lot of people who did really well in spite of those things, you know? And so we have to find a way. You can't just expect, we can't expect things to just go well all the time. No. But I know for me, and what I want for my future and the future of my family, I need to do well. No matter what's happening, I need to do well. And so that's kind of what I, I like to share with the folks I work with. Mm-hmm. Or do as good as you can in this moment, you know, this kind of mindfulness right. to the, be the right. best person that I can be right now in this moment. Right. As things occur, you know, jump on them, you know, I mean, I, in our joint project that was availed to me, I jumped on it. You know what I mean? And yeah. went to the next level and then uh, yourself and Sherrod became, you know, part of that and went ahead and executed it. Albeit maybe a month or two early, um, <laughs> unforeseen construction things and those things. But anyway, but. Um, when didn't that come about in the midst of yeah. all the stuff? Yeah. All, yeah. I mean. In, in the midst of this pandemic on its face, in the, in the midst of a horrible year for, for many, um, some interesting things happen in, uh, in, in, in the coaching world or certainly in my coaching world. Um, you know, of course, you know, relying more on programs like this. I mean, you and I are in the same building right now, but because of right. – cheap internet and uh, feedback. We'll get that ironed out. Uh, we have to, that's fun. Um, so, yeah, I mean, th- this year was full of opportunities in the midst of, of tragedy and a, and a pandemic and those things that, that still things can happen in the midst of a bad situation. And then obviously I had to pivot, um, you know, in terms of electronic payments and Venmos and telesessions and, masks and sanitary equipment on hand and, and, and all that other stuff to, to, to be able to see clients either electronically or, or, or in person. Um, mm-hmm. and then, uh, make travel adjustments. Can't, couldn't really fly anywhere. Uh, certainly not like I was used to flying, uh, before the pandemic. So, right. Just a, a lot of changes, a lot of things to pivot, but then in the midst of a lot of opportunities, you know, and so I'm excited to, um, started to see it. I think this is one of the few years I was doing my planner, my yearly planner, you know, where you're supposed to have your, all your goals and ideas yeah. and stuff like that. And man, I, I, I literally, some of those goals were things that I didn't do or didn't tie up in 2020. So all my goals are, are things that are still kind of things that are going on right now to, to make even a little bit better. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like this is one of the few years I don't have these kind of coachy sounding. Well, no, 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 no. There is, there is some uh, physical self improvement I want to do, uh, fitness wise, you know, stuff like sure. that. But, uh, so anyway, I, I thought, man, you know, I was looking at my goal sheet, I'm like, wow, all I'm doing is kind of finishing the mess I started, or not really, but finishing, you know, finishing these things. That's fine. I, you know, that's sufficient. I mean, there's only so many hours in the day, so I. Yeah. I'm mentally occupied, you know, and so it's, 
it's it's going to be fun and there's going to be opportunities and there's going to be trips and there's going to be um some things that we're going to grow here and uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a great year fun year i'm looking forward to it you know i'm not scared of the unknown i think a lot of times one of the self-limiting beliefs people have is 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 they fear the future because the future is unknown right and it's mm-hmm. not and it's not for us to know uh, that, right. it's just and so right so you have to accept, yeah you just have to accept that look man what's going to happen if it's meant to be it's going to happen and that's that i mean it's just the bottom line so to not have that fear of the future and to and to be the best you can in the moment leads to some great accomplishments and and man i am upside down with a lot of coaches in this you know i can't believe you don't vision cast I can't believe you don't do this and that. And you're right. I don't, man. I, I just kind of make that next right decision. Yes. You know what I mean? And then that leads to a very productive, oh, my gosh, how 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 did you ever get a show on L.A. Talk Radio? Or how did you ever get to the sober living community? Or how did you ever do this? And how ever did you do that? I didn't do anything, really. All I did was respond to the opportunities that were given to me. Right. You know, and that's that's one of the, the things I like about you is that, that you'll take that chance. You know, you'll you'll throw down and you'll take whether it's a bar fight or no, I'm just kidding. Whether it's uh, no more. I'm not going to argue with you. I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I'm getting in any bar fights anytime soon. Okay, but I'm just saying, if that happens, I, I got you, man. Something goes bad in the town center down here, and we have to. I brought a knife. Um, just kidding. So I do like that. So, you know, that's just the other thing is be, you know, have that willingness to take a chance and have that willingness to execute. And I'm going to sound like a broken record. So I'll kind of stop, stop on that, on that rant. But, um, well, but I I like what you said about unknown because what I really liked when you said it's not for us to know, because a lot of times my brain is telling me, well, that's, I should know. You know, why can't I know? Well, it's not yours to know. I'm not the creator. I, I'm i not in charge. And it's a healthy reminder for me. But when you're talking about folks, uh, you know, kind of criticizing your method in a way, I don't know if that's really what they meant, but well, no. you, know, you don't vision you cast. Do it, do it right. But the most, I have found a lot of peace with the unknown by being more present because if I'm fully present, if I'm here with you now and I'm giving my 100 bacon, if I stay in the present, then I'm not worried about later. And that's the most peaceful. That's the most effective route towards being, having peace in the unknown that I've found is being more present. Yeah. Because that mindfulness in that moment is the gateway to the future. I didn't see a pandemic coming. You didn't know, you had no idea a pandemic was coming, nor do we know some of the crazy crap that might happen here on January the 6th. I just had to lay that down just to see if it happens. We'll come back. It's coming. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens on the 6th. A lot of possibilities there, a lot of chaos and confusion there. As a matter of fact, I pulled up my stock account. It's empty right now because it's on pause, but pulled up because, I mean, everything is down because, these big Fortune 500 tech companies don't know what's going to happen on the six. They're just kind of like, you know, paused, waiting to see what happens. Um, 
it's going to be fine. The market always, even in other administrations, the market did fine. So maybe I'll do a stock market show one day or whatever. And so a lot of people are, they panic. The market's very emotional, by the way. The market's very subjective and emotional. Uh, uh, but we won't go there. But anyway, but long story short, we, we didn't see the pandemic come in. We didn't see, uh, you probably didn't see at least two or three of my phone calls coming you know, <laughs> to no. you. No, I did not. Pleasantly surprised, though. But that, yeah, in the beginning of when I started, what's that? No, I was going to say, and that, that was that mindful thing because I, I, something would happen. I think, who am I going to call? <laughs> so I had to be mind, mindful, and you know how how you know you and Sherrod, you know what I mean? You and Sherrod come. So it was me being able to quiet my mind and whatever, and make that next right decision. I think it was the right decision. No, anyway, it was the right decision, and um, so yeah. So go ahead. I was going to say that uh, in the beginning of the year, my my whole marketing plan for my business was speaking engagements and in-person events. Like I had 100% that was the plan. I remember and that. I, and the launch date of my company was March 4th. And we went to working from home on March 15th. And on March 4th, I was in uh, Columbus, Ohio. And, you know, doing some other stuff. And I launched it, flew home. And I had no idea that I would not be getting on another plane for almost the rest of the year. And so I had to completely, it was just such a wild event. But all, all I knew was, well, this has to happen. So I have to market. So how am I, what am I going to do instead? And there then began the, the being flexible, you know, and you pivot, figure it out, make a call. So, yeah. And I can imagine for you when you're thinking about who to call. So how many years have you been in this, um, say the therapy space or connected with, Things of this nature. That's a long time, no? Uh, officially 1986. So that's a year after I was born. So I can only imagine how many people you could have called. Yeah. Oh, well, kind of yeah. Through it. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Based on the math. Yeah. There, there's quite a... Let's see of, of individuals. That's 34 years, right? Something like that. Was it 44 years? 34 years. Uh, anyway, it's a long time. Um, 44 years. Is that right? I can't be right. Anyway, do the math right. I know how long I am. Um, yeah, so you know, a, lot, a lot of things can happen, but, you know, a lot of things have happened, but you, you, it's still pretty finite what you're, well, I was going to say it's pretty finite what, what your next move is. It's going to be one of three or one of four, one of five, you know, one of five moves. And, and you kind of have to think about, okay, if I do this, what are the consequences if I have to do this? And, and it's good and bad consequences for everything we do, business and otherwise. So, um, 
you know, I had to get on Venmo. Man, I was sitting there like, is that okay? It looks like it has such a strong social. I just tell people they're paying for socks or something on Venmo because yeah. it has that, that, uh, so, um, kind of help protect confidentiality and stuff like that for the ones that can't shut off the social component of Venmo. So anyway, I had to, you know, go into Venmo. I was used to PayPal. To me, PayPal was like, Ooh, that was a newfangled. Woo. Well, wow, that's 2020. I'm on PayPal. I'm like, dude, that's so 2007. You know, I thought I was, um, on top of the, but anyway. When so, isn't Venmo owned by PayPal? It is funny thing it, it, it is so um but man that just you know making that move people could pay i know there's zelle and cash app and and other and other vehicles so i'm not a, a hater of those by any means but uh, just just by example making that change that one change thousands of dollars yeah thousands of dollars able to be to, to be received and people could stay at home and, um, and, and they could still connect with people on platforms like, like this. So, so yeah. So, yeah, it's been, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting to see, you know, I, you know, how, you know, where I am in my life growing and developing and new, new opportunities, new venues, kind of, I don't want to say a new space, but variations on a space. And so, I, I, I like that aspect about what what I'm doing, and I like where you are, where, what you're doing, because you're, man, you're you're just growing by leaps and bounds. Your 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 coaching and consulting is really catapulted really fast. I don't think I've ever met anybody who, you know, went from kind of ground one to to, to where you're at that fast. So it's amazing. And I I think that's because I work with some folks who are some of the folks I've worked with, we talk about that and they see the progression and the rate at which things progress for me in my professional life and with my business. And, um, I, I didn't know it was going to happen like that. I have really high expectations for myself, which I think a lot of people do for themselves. And I, I hate to say that I, I don't want to say I didn't expect this because I did, but it's not because I think that highly of myself. It's just, I expect to give my best and I expect there to be some good results. And, and that's just how I feel about it. That being said, realistically, it doesn't always go this way. You know, it does not. I, I spent, I spent a good chunk of time working a couple of jobs where I felt like I was going nowhere and life was not fun. I was doing the right thing and it just, it didn't feel like the needle was going to move. And then all of a sudden here come three years of just hyper speed. And it's sometimes it just works that way. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's more gradual. You know, I think everybody's journey is different. And so understanding that, and I have to remind myself of that because I was just telling you before the show, I get discouraged and I start to get critical of myself when I don't see something happen. I, because if I'm putting forth all this effort and I'm waking up every single day of the week 
and getting things done and pushing this along, I expect to see some results. And when I don't, I'm sitting here looking at myself and getting pretty upset and like, what am I doing wrong? Or what's, what's the problem here? Or God, why don't you love me? You know, um, of course I don't really feel that way, but I think it's natural, you know, to question things. It is. Yeah. You gotta be, you gotta be careful too, because watch what you ask for because you just might get it. And, um, Sometimes we're ready for that. Sometimes we're not. But also the fact that even if you're pointed north, that's sufficient. That's sufficient in the moment. You don't have to be moving north, right? But as long as you're pointed north, Mm -hmm. if and when you do move, you're moving in the right direction. So, yeah, man. I mean, I I teach people that all the time. Hey, at least you're pointed north. You know, something's going to happen. Going to happen, you know, it'll happen, but at least you're pointed in the right direction. And that's everything. I mean, to me, that's everything because you could be pointed south, right? And move just for the sake of creating movement. Right. And then and go in a southerly direction and you're, you're hurting yourself. We, you, and I, you and I know some people who do that over and over in their lives with that unhealthy behavior where they've worked to get to a place and then all of a sudden, they come to a standstill and they're like, uh, run back. Yeah. Or they'll set an unrealistic expectation or an erroneous expectation of themselves. Well, I got to be doing this and that and the other. So I, I got to point fun at, at some of the millennials or Z's like, oh, I got to be at least making this image. So I'll get into the forec or I'll do a multi-level th- and then you know, or some to, some sort of a weird deal to look like they're making money and end up losing, you know what I mean? And, and, and um, uh, just for the sake that they, they thought they had to be moving, they had to be doing things. And sometimes it's okay to be still or to slow down. Honestly, I'm boy, after this last year, I'm, I'm hoping things slow down a little bit. That's it, it, usually not how my life works, but gosh, I mean, I, I'm seriously like, okay, you know, let, let me catch my breath. You know, let's get let's get some things uh, down the road and, and, and developed. And so, um, so anyway, so yeah, man, I, I it, it is a fun journey. We 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 meet our clients where they're at, you know, and um, everybody's at a different at a different place. So we have to be responsive to that as coaches. But if they can just eliminate the self limiting beliefs or be willing to take a chance or be willing to, you know, move just a little bit, you know, that, that can be very, very helpful. Yeah. And something you were saying about the image thing, I had to be careful because as a, you know, coaching professionally, it was new to me. Coaching someone was not new to me. That's something that I've been doing. But as far as, you know, um, creating a name and being out there on social media and actually getting out there and letting people know what you're doing. There's so many freaking coaches right now. And it's so easy to think I need to be Brendan Burchard. I need to be, you know, I need to have a a program. I wrote a program. I wrote a coaching program. I have one, but I, it was not the right move for me to do. It's too soon. 
it's just I and I believe in what I put down and I believe in what I put together. But at the same time, it's like, why am I am I doing this because this is what I want to do? Or am I doing it because I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do? And I was doing it because it was somebody suggested and I said, you know what, they're right. And I got nervous for not having something like that. And I made one. And then I was like, what am I going to do with this? And it wasn't what I wanted to do. Yeah. So it was as easy. It was easy, especially with all that time alone when we were stuck at home because we, it was in that, um, the lockdown where we were told not to leave and like everything was closed. And I was just spending so much time by myself, which is for someone like me with the history I have, that's not good. Um, it's just not good. So yeah, that was what I was kind of dealing with, you know, and, and, you know, I'll say it, that that's my, my downfall, but that's certainly something that because I haven't come up with a, a program or an out of the box type of deal that I could mass market or whatever, um, you know, certainly slows revenues down. I, I just, I've always been a solo practitioner and deliverer, tailor-made, customized solutions and programs for my client. And it's different for every client and not everybody fits in the same, same deal. And so, which is fine. And, and, and I, and I know that I'm odd and I'm a little different and my story is different coming from the justice department and federal stuff. And, and, and it's just, it's surreal. Right. And so I, I kind of, you can't put that in a box. You can't, you know, <laughs> I'd look like an idiot if I did try to, but, um, but you just can't do that. So anyway, and, and you know what, Th- things have been just fine. You know what I mean? Um, I'm, I'm, how much time do we have? Okay. So we got nine minutes left. So our friend, Charles, we'll call him Charles for, for, for anonymity. <laughs> just kidding, Charles. We got a friend Charles, right? And so Charles is somebody I knew years and years ago, and he has his own kind of sober living and, and arrangement and stuff like that. And Charles is 100% Charles. You know what I mean, right, Neil? Hell yeah. 200%. There's only one of these guys on the planet. And yeah. I, I blush half the time I'm around him or talk to him. And man, it takes a lot for guys like you and me to blush. Dude, this dude is one in a, a trillion. Anyway. So I've been looking at some of the materials that he does, but I, I can see, I can see Charles in the materials, but I can see now Charles and I wrote, wrote that first book together with all the typos and anyway, but I can, right. I, I can see, I can see me in the materials, what I would bring out of those materials. So hmm. You'll, you'll, you'll see once we open this sober living environment later on that I'm going to have like a seminar, a recovery seminar, and it's going to be some of what Charles has done, but in a Bruce, Bruce delivery. Right. Through a Bruce lens. Um, yeah, through a lens that will more mirror the people sitting in front of me and not so much 
the lens of the people sitting in front of him, you know, when, when that was, was delivered. So a different, a little bit of a different audience, similar goals, but different, uh, you know, prior experiences. When in this facility that you and I are working with Mm -hmm. and that and Charles are just two very unique spaces, you know, very different from each other. Oh yeah, but very unique in their own right. Oh yeah, you know what? We're going to load up the uh, SUV and drive those people to the Panhandle. We're going to do service projects. You know what I mean? We're have some yeah. Yo, yeah. We're, we're going to reach out to the community. This is uh, on the twelfth step. Is how do you keep what you have without giving to somebody else? We're going to give somebody else this week. <laughs> we're going to give a field trip. Yeah, we're going to give to outside of Amarillo. We're going to see some all-sups gas stations and introduce you to the pain. Hey, nobody, nobody is immune to the greatness of an all-sups burrito. That's right. All-sups burritos yeah, are something special. So anyway, um, that has yet to happen. But that's one of my goals, as you can tell, for 2021, 2022. We'll see how that how that transpires. So... I want to get to some of your questions. Um, did did I see this kind of? I think what you're asking me is, did you did I see this kind of progress in you coming? Um, that yeah. So the first part of that question is, what does it feel like to see a past client? And then yeah, the second part was, did you see this kind of progress? I guess specifically in my case, but. In any case, do you? I got you. I, I got you. Yeah, because I just. So, how do I feel? I, I I feel great, and I'm I feel honored to be, um, part of that person's journey. Extremely honored, extremely humbled, and sometimes surprised as hell that the person <laughs> is doing as good as honestly. I can think yeah. back in somebody's backyard doing pulling weeds and whatever it was, thinking, "Hey, man," and. In what? That was in 2010. So in, in 10.5 years, you know, me and this guy are going to have these projects together. Absolutely not. I would have thought that that day with the Panama Jack glasses and all that. I mean, you know what I mean? How the hell could I have thought that? There's no way. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? At that moment, being in that moment and trying to bet on that. Anyway, so long story short. Oh, my gosh. I trust you. Sorry about that. All right. So yeah, no. So I, now, I, I obviously feel wonderful and humbled, and and it also shows me God's grace and mercy. Yeah, absolutely. God's grace and mercy outweighs whatever sin uh, and sins have been committed. And wow, what a what a portrait of that! And so it brings me closer. Um, it, it brings me closer to, 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 to my faith and, and to see what, what God can do. I mean, you know, Old Testament alone is rife with miracles of murderers and yeah. this hellacious sexual sin uh, being, and these individuals turning north, repenting, mm-hmm. repenting and returning north and, and living a better life. And, and, and living a life in the fullness of, of God. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I, yeah, I didn't see it coming. I'm honored to be, you know, a part of that. Um, and the other part is, you know, 
and I think it's kind of to who I am. I don't think it's strange at all that I work with people or collaborate with people, you know, on a, on a professional basis that may have come from a strained past or background. Uh, mm. You know why that is? It's because I don't judge people. Mm. Well, I try not to. I mean, the guy in front of me cuts me off, you know. Yeah. Right. I mean, okay, I'm judgmental in that moment. Okay, come on. We all want to say we don't, but. Okay, look, I'm with a super small J, and I am open-minded, and I just love to see people, you know, grow and change. And if I can, again, if I can collaborate with that individual in a, in a professional way or a mentoring way or a collegial way or a friendship way, and, and, and if everything's cool for that, then I'll do it. So, no, I, I, I like yeah, I, I think that uh, no, it's 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 all a positive light, brother. So very yeah. cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's fun, and I think I think for anybody who's ever poured into the life of somebody else to see it come full circle, to see it come back around, is nothing. I know for me, any time that I see someone that I worked with years ago. And now they're doing well and they remind me of something I said to them or an experience that I was involved in. Man, that's the stuff that you need to keep going sometimes. And that's what reminds you, this is why we do what we do. And so I like being able to share that with you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, there's several circles coming full circle around here. Maybe we'll get to those in uh, subsequent shows because you never know who that person was. Now that person right. is helping you or your family member or two people mm-hmm. <clears throat> didn't right. see that one coming at all. Right. So, but you know what? <laughs> it's meant to be, you know, that's, that's, that's how great, how great things can turn out. Well, we have about two minutes left. So, um, so yeah, this is going to be a great year. I know we have some guests possibly coming in next week and, um, I'm just looking forward to the the year that we have, Neil, and it's, you know, looking forward to your energy, what you bring to the, to the show and the space. Um, and um, you using LA talk radio, you know, as a, uh, as a platform uh, to help you uh, get, get your work and your practice and your services out there at, at a higher level, just like I have, uh, I've done since 2014, you know, uh, with LA talk radio, glad to be here. I, I love LA talk radio. I love Sam and Ronan and, and it's just, um, I, I couldn't think of a better place to be, um, than there. So we've got one minute left. Anything else before? You know, little- yeah. And I want to echo that. I'm, I'm very excited to be here. And I even, uh, the two things that I'm most excited about, I think the first, uh, the first thing is our backgrounds coming together is going to be real interesting. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you being the legal side and the, and I don't want to, <laughs> I, I don't want to sound rude. The straight and narrow, the straight edge. Um, the what? Oh, I was going to, I thought you were going for the older thing. Oh, no, no, no. I wasn't even going to throw age at you. Oh. I would not do that to you. Uh, Never. Gonna- Sorry. The old-fashioned? You want me to call you old-fashioned? No, 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 no. Just keep going. Um, but, you know, your legal background and mine being the very opposite, the yeah. other side of the tracks, really, um, 
um, with my criminal history and stuff like that. But um, also the opportunity for me to learn from you. And so that'll be exciting for me. So those are the two things that I'm most excited about is the difference in our perspectives uh, with our respective backgrounds and also your experience um, that I'll be able to learn from. So uh, and thank you to L.A. Talk Radio for letting me come on and making this so seamless. So, yeah, it'll be a fun year. All right. How can folks reach you on your social media? Elevated Lifestyle Academy on Facebook and Instagram. There's an underscore between Lifestyle and Academy on Instagram or ElevatedLifestyleAcademy.com. Awesome. All right, folks. And folks can reach me at ConciergeCoach.net is the uh, website. And I think my phone number stuff is on there. All right, folks. It was a great show today here, 2021. Concierge Coaches Show on LA Talk Radio. Uh, Welcome back. And we'll see everybody next week. Same time, same channel. And hopefully have an exciting guest. So stay safe. And we'll see everybody here next time on the Concierge Coaches Show on LA Talk Radio. Take care, everybody. See you next week. You're listening to the Concierge Coaches Show with Bruce Cameron, only on LA Talk Radio.